Straight into it, no plan again, because this podcast seems to be the only podcast that doesn't... To be fair, it doesn't have a plan. It's not anything to do other than I can't be asked half the time. And I get to a point where I'm like, right, we'll just... Can we sit down and have a chat? Um, and I, I randomly, and I don't have time to plan. Like, I messaged you, like, yesterday to be, like, fancy hopping on a podcast. I'm ready to get weird, weird. Normally weird. podcasts, this is going to lead into one thing I wanted to ask you actually, Tommy. Um, first off, I should say welcome back to the Get Weird podcast. That seems to be the standard that we do. Um, Tommy is back for a second episode. Um, Robson's not here again. So Tommy, you are now two episodes in a row becoming a regular based on this podcast. Yes. Four episodes in, you're in 50% of them. So, <laughs> four episodes in after a year, nearly a year of launching. So, <laughs> it's, it's an episode every quarter inconsistently. Um, you need Britain's best uh, podcast producer just to, you yeah. know, just for those <laughs> sweet numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Put you in the, in the thumbnail and click bits and views. Listeners. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, this leads me into my first point that I wanted to raise before we get into anything else, and it's something that, um, so I've been away, tra- I say traveling, I've been to two trips, one through work, one with my girlfriend, but coming back, I also stumbled upon this show on my Instagram, um, mm. and it, it was kind of like a snippet of the show i haven't watched the full one but it was a, it raised an interesting point on, on consistency in the creative space and um, it's and it's actually made me realize that one thing that i struggle with massively um is consistency with with not only this podcast blatantly obvious this podcast does not have any fucking consistency whatsoever <laughs> but just in anything creative so writing like the culture division whatever it is consistency is an issue uh, i have no problem like doing the work and all that it's just keeping up a regular cheering out of the, the regular stuff, making sure that it's it's always on. Um, I guess that feeds into the what we discussed in the last episode with the whole battling for with social media metrics and and what the purpose of create creativity and stuff like that. But I wanted to get your thoughts on consistency. Is it something that you struggle with creatively, or or do you sort of have that lockdown? I think I think it helps with yourself being your day to day job. I think that help might help correct us if we're wrong, get more of a routine into it. Whereas I do quite a lot of my stuff on the side, unpaid. So it's not really, it's it's a battle with finding that motivating factor. Yeah, there's less pressure. And uh, I think as soon as financial impetus is took out of the equation, then um, it's always, you know, you're always going to have to motivate yourself to be consistent. Um, but yeah, like you say, I mean, I guess it's more regimented with the day-to-day work I do on on podcasts and, you know, I get to be a creative full-time in my job. However, that doesn't mean um, that there's necessarily always consistency or organisation. Um, what I found, like, the sort of further and further I go up into the media industry is that no one's that organized really especially in like especially in media and freelance work like for instance 
won't give too much away because um, I can't, but I'm working on something for the BBC at the moment, which involves quite a lot of writing, which is nice. It's for a BBC charity. Um, and I did some work for them last year. It went really well. Like we raised, went, basically we try and promote journalism for like women in Africa or Afghanistan, just more deprived places across the world. And right now, as we speak, it is Thursday, 13th of April, and they've had a plan for, and this is no one's fault, I'm not slagging anyone off, but we are working with children in need to do some Eurovision content that will hopefully raise donations um, for people in Afghanistan, for people in, uh, God, I should really know the other countries, but more will be, re be revealed when it comes out. But I'm emailing just before this, the last email I sent was to the people from Children Need who were just like, even though we've had this date, 13th of April, to start promoting it, uh, this thing we're doing with Eurovision and Children Need, uh, it's all just been put back, like just now. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. even people at that higher level, even people at Children Need, uh, you know, I don't know, like struggle to find consistency. It's interesting because you just assume, I, I suppose from the outside looking in, especially with institutions like the BBC, you think it would just be so uh, regimented and so strict in terms of timeframes and stuff. But um, on the other hand, doing something on the side, like Church Party, my band, which we discussed last time, there's no financial incentive for us there really until we get to sort of you know the second or third release in like this is our own only our first thing in in years and all the old stuff we released we've took that all down now anyway because it, it's you know it doesn't really represent what we are now and we're sort of starting from afresh um but we put thousands of pounds each into it like ourselves and that's for recording that's for uh, mastering, that's for artwork, that's for PR, that's for photography. There's so much fucking cost in that. And sometimes I've, I've been having like a weird couple of weeks with it and I feel better this week, but I was having, I was struggling. I was just like, where are we at with this? Where are we at with that? Um, what do we do next? It's just like, because we're working with PR people who are going to help, you know, get one of the singles about on radio etc hopefully and sometimes it's so fucking hard to motivate yourself man like yeah, I, I i i need um like my brother rich who's in the band uh i, I, probably, <laughs> I probably slagged him off last time but <laughs> think, i'm think, not slagging him off this I think, I think we got into rich last time but <laughs> yeah yeah well this time i'm praising him um i don't know <laughs> if he listened or not last time but uh, he's done so much of the admin work that I just couldn't get my head around, just filling in forms to get our vinyls pressed, uh, sorting like that and invoices, just stuff that my head as a creative doesn't really comprehend. And I, I just said, look, I'll do all the writing, I'll write our bios, I'll contact everyone, I've got all the contacts in the media, I'll do all that, I'll do all the sort of pressing and pestering people, I just need you to sort spreadsheets basically yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, you need collaborators as well i think that's a big thing you need collaborators who are yeah it's a good and, it's and... a good point um on the collaborators bit 
so but you you do a lot of stuff on, on your own don't you so yeah so we've got the culture division my sort of the football culture creative brand that i've got going on on the side of everything and, and there's me and liam who's liam does all the editorial side an amazing writer um and he's really good is that liam miller yeah, yeah. yes he's yeah. he's really really good a great writer really 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 nice guy um he's a very good writer yeah and it's it's essentially so he he started helping out a while ago um and he actually came up at a point where I was willing to, I was ready to just go like, right, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't find the time. I can't find the motivation to do this anymore. It's become a burden. Um, and it's going back to your point of collaboration there. He came on and he, and was willing to help out. He believed in what we did. He enjoyed the the the, the sort of angle we had, um, the perspective that we were given on football. Um, and he wanted to help out. And I was like, yeah, I need someone to come on at like my level. And not just a writer or like someone who does the odd piece here and there. I need someone to come in at my level who's just going to be who believes in our vision, who believes in what we want to do, um, and is willing to do it voluntarily on the side of everything else, pretty much. Um, and he was yeah. he was willing, and it's been he's been we've been back and forth for like for a while now, and we're, we're at a point where we both sort of back and forth all the time on that, but there's no really pressure from each other to overdo it and burn out on it. Um, it, and it's massively helping that collaboration with him and, and having that s- sort of alignment because we're now in a space where we're not feeling worried about what other outlets are doing and and what other people are doing in the space. We're, we're just doing what we enjoy with our own spin on it. So we've got a project coming up at the minute which which we could have rushed and, and overdid it and burnt ourselves out over it and got it out as soon as possible but we're just taking our time to make sure it's right make sure we're enjoying it and that collaboration again is the is is good because it's motivating me to go back and forth with him and and do work but i will say that again it comes down to the consistency because there's no financial benefit there's it's not my day-to-day so i'm coming back from a nine to five and doing it um and I've obviously got I've got other things going on. So the, the podcast is obviously going on as much as it can be. I, I I write on the side, whether it's freelance or voluntary. So I do my own stuff for like in food. I do my own stuff in travel. I do a lot of stuff on the side of the culture vision as well. So it's it's all about that balance. And I think that's the main thing that struggle I struggle with in terms of consistency is the balance and the motivation to do everything else as well. Um, yeah. And two, it's just interesting you say balance because two two of my uh, really good mates, um, Al and Luke Curry, they're from your well, they're from Middlesbrough, kind of your neck of the woods. The Borough yeah. fans, I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> they're, they're north <laughs> north of Manchester. They're up there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they uh, their dad is a very intelligent and wise man, and he did a speech at Lou's wedding last year. And he's a really cool man, actually. He's he's just a legend. He's played five a side with us and that, like really good footballer too. Uh, and he's got the best head of hair for someone of his age you've ever seen. And on his wedding speech, he, so he, I'm sorry, on his son's wedding speech, on Lou's wedding day, he did the speech and the whole thing like the, the the core the the linchpin of the speech was all about balance and al the younger brother had met he's a graphic designer in fact he's done all the stuff for church party and he 
he created something like, I think when he first went to Union, I think it was just like a straight line and just like balance was written on the line or something like that. And he said, life is all about balance and um, as is a marriage, a relationship, as is work. And ever since then, ever like since his son made that, he's like, that's been his sort of motto of life, just, just balance. And yeah, it's really hard to do because... I feel like for about six months, especially with church party, I was I was doing too much and I was overworking on it, like writing, writing a lot, being very productive, but also burning myself out. And I think I needed that couple of weeks before I got back to being on it this week of of not not being not being less optimistic, just like just a break from it, just to be like, I'm not I'm not going to chase up emails today i'm not gonna you know message a hundred people on twitter who i think can help my band it's just like sometimes you just need to fucking take a break and and especially with what you know what, what i'm doing with church pie and what you're doing with everything you do with it being a passion project something on the side that eventually you want to monetize um you do have to as much as you have to work your ass off you do have to have balance and some rest i think if you don't have rest or balance in life then you're not really the product in the end isn't going to probably be what you want it and you might rush it yeah no i agree i I definitely agree with that and it's something that i so (laughs) i'm kind of in the mindset as a creative myself now where i um so this is not often a tangent but it's related so I, i watched daisy jones in the six it's, it'll come back around. Um, <laughs> didn't like the show. I won't slag it off here, but it didn't like the show. Um, but there's one moment in it where she went to... What's, what, what's the show, sorry? Daisy Jones and the Six. So it's a, based on a book, and it's basically based on a fictional version of Fleetwood Mac. And Ah, okay, right. It's, a, it's about a 70s band and how they become... in How they get signed and go around touring. And then there's a lead, there's a lead singer who goes off the rails... And, and sort of messes up, gets sent to rehab, comes out, and his his label has signed a singer called Daisy Jones to the band, and they don't get on. I've not watched the end of it. I've not finished it yet. I give up. I give up on it of like seven episodes. Um, like I the do love Fleet, I love the Fleet, I love the Fleetwood Mac story. Like weirdly, I just sorry, that's my email. I just um, yeah, I, I listened to a podcast documentary on Fleetwood Mac recently, and it, it's one of the maddest stories. So I have just um, I have just Googled it and added it potentially to my list. However, if you're not... Well, go for it. People are loving it. it. It's, very, it's, it's very sort of popular at the minute. It's based on a best-selling book, so I think um, the book's really, really good, apparently. Um, I'm not aware... I like Fleetwood Mac, but I'm not aware of the story and how much it links to each other. Um, right. So what I get from it, it is based somewhat on Fleetwood Mac. No, no I'm not sure. Anyway, I didn't really enjoy the show. I thought it kind of lacked um, emotion and lacked life, um, essentially. Okay, but right. There was a, you, you go. People have loved it, so you go ahead and. All right, I'll it. give it a go. Um, I like. I, I don't want to tell you. Don't bother or do bother. I'll let you. Well, I trust own. your taste, though, man. So yeah. you know. I... <laughs> well, then if you trust my taste, then you probably won't like it. So um, no, I don't think I will by the signs of it. But anyway, yeah. But Sorry, yeah, so on. there's a bit in it which I've took from the show and is she goes to, I won't ruin too much for you, but she goes to Greece and she meets her husband and the, and his friends. 
um, essentially on the surface level. And there's a bit in it where he, this guy's a poet and um, they're ask, he apparently he's had some successful poems released in the past and, and then basically you've got to think it's in the 70s as well so it's not he's not just put them online these are being they're out there in published yeah yeah um so the in the scene they go um they ask him why aren't you publishing anymore and he goes because i'm sick of the pressure of basically in i'm paraphrasing here sick of the pressure of publishing out there and i i need to he needs to change his perspective right frame art differently so that he now writes poems still but the only way the only people that see him are himself and his friends so he writes poems and for himself and for the people he loves and cares about and closest to him and he doesn't put them anywhere he just has them and has that connection with the other people and himself so watching that and then um taking a break and, and going away with my girlfriend to marrakesh um has really altered sort of my approach to all that I'm doing now. And it's essentially made me step back and go like, what the fuck is the point in me doing all this? So my writing and the culture division, and it's kind of helped me reframe sort of my thoughts, which is why I brought up consistency as well, because it's sort of counterproductive in terms of that. I've reframed my thoughts on art and I've been like, right, I'm just going to do it for me and and I'll release it when it's done and I'll, show people who I want to show and I don't care if any no one watches it I don't care if no one sees it or reads it I've done it because I've wanted to and I've expressed what I wanted to and I've showed it to the people that I really want to see it um and then that counter uh, goes against sorry I don't know what the word the consistency thing goes against yeah consistency thing because it's saying right so you're just not going to fucking put anything out ever because you can't be asked essentially is what it sounds like on the surface but in reality it's yeah a lot of a battle with the inner self to sort of work out why if i'm not making money and it's not paying my bills like this side stuff like what am i what is it for um so yeah it's, yeah it's, it's a bit of a, a, bit so- of a constant battle isn't it really and i know we talked about it's- this sort of stuff last time we talked more about social media though and the pressures of that but like this is more of a focus on no I, like what the like what 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 is the purpose and and, and like, <laughs> in my mindset now it, the way i am after coming back from holiday and, and stuff and and the experiences i had in egypt and marrakesh when i was out there my mindset's now completely changed from when before i went out and that's good and it's essentially now i'm what i want to write for me and because i enjoy doing it and i want to share stories that I enjoyed to people who might or might not want to read them. And it's essentially taking my mindset back a long, long time ago to where people just did art for the fun of it. And because they're for art's sake, yeah. an expression and, uh, and that sort of stuff. Have you, have you, have you seen Banshees of Inisherum? Yes. Yes. So great film. Uh, incredible film. Absolutely. Yeah. Arguably the best film of last year. And that poses the question of sort of of legacy, basically. Do, do you choose legacy or having a laugh? And and it's it's a really like existential crisis for um for this guy. And and he's conflicted, obviously, but the, the older one. Um so Colin Farrell's he I remember his name. I think it's it's Podrick, isn't it? Uh, and I yeah, can't remember the. I don't know what the, I can't remember the names of the, the guys, but it's yeah. But the elder one, Bre- Brendan Gleeson's character, yeah. 
and he wants to make music and he decides he can't do that without his best friend about who's just a bit of a laugh basically and they go down to the pub together and and they live on this tiny island so he separates himself from his friend which that's not something that i would recommend doing unless unless your friend is like unless your friend is toxic etc like you don't need to take your art that seriously however i do think there is something to be said for like leaving something behind like leaving a legacy and even if even if you know thousands or millions of people aren't aren't aware of it aware of your legacy or what work you've done it's just about leaving something behind to be proud of i think um, i think with legacy as well you you was interested in legacy just jumping in there um i think people think of legacy as and they don't see it as a, as a scale and they don't see let they see legacy as oh it's got to be legacy from a person who has won a world heavyweight title who's won like that's a legacy they don't see legacy as oh i've left a poem to my grandkids who are going to have it so so like my grand my granddad wrote poetry and i've got some of his poems oh really um so like like no one's read them apart from close family members but that's his legacy to me because he's he's left that behind and that's something that means a lot and i think people mistake legacy to be uh, it's got to be this big achievement success where, yeah. yeah it's got to be a big success when in reality it can just be a, a story a, a painting my uncle mark painted as well and he he passed away not long ago he painted and he has paintings that he's left behind that mean a lot Man, to close members but there's like 10 people that have seen them, i've got but... my yeah i've got my granddad's paint my granddad was a painter and a drawer as well he was incredible yeah. and uh I've got his painting on my wall, like in in my room. Yeah, and uh, what, his legacy, his, his legacy is is that essentially, and it means a lot to people. But just because thousands and millions of people ever haven't seen it, um, and like more people than what have seen it already now might never see it. But that doesn't mean it's not a, it's not a form of a really really nice legacy to leave behind. And that's something that I've kind of been telling myself is that. I don't need to be putting this out on social media rushed and ho- horrible just to, to get a few likes. I should write yeah. stuff, create stuff. So that... you know what you should watch, you know, what you should watch, uh, which I highly recommend and being um, relevant to where you live actually um, is the Frank Sidebottom documentary um, mm-hmm. because um, so my, uh my friend harry was his son frank frank sidebottom so if for those who don't know he's like a manchester specifically timpley actually uh legend who uh he was an artist by all rights but he got famous through having a big plastic head and being a bit silly and doing a bit of comedy but his whole life and Harry's his son. He was he's one of my best friends. Harry sadly passed away in like 2017. But Harry was very similar as well. The whole thing was, and if you watch this documentary, you'll see it. Uh, Frank Sidebottom's whole philosophy was just, and again, I'm not recommending this, but it's very fucking inspiring. Is uh, so Paula, his his wife, uh, well, his ex-wife and Harry's mum, she's on the documentary speaking. So it'd be like, it'd be the 80s or, or whatever, and he'd have to go off and pay the phone bill. And he'd just get distracted by like a synth in a charity shop on the on the way there. And he'd be like, she'd be like, oh, you paid the phone bill? He's like, oh, shit, no, I forgot, but I did get this cool synth. Like, <laughs> it's like we're going to get cut off. Yeah. But all, 
all his, all his life, he never gave a fuck about any of the trends, what anyone else did. He just made art consistently over the years, again and again, whether it be comic strips, whether it be drawings, whether it be music, whether it be comedy. And he just kept doing it till the day he died. And he never, ever stopped. And he made, even though he's now world famous and, and uh, they made a film about him, like, well, that was loosely based on him with the, like, what's his name? I can't remember who who was in it. Oh, Fassbender, that's it. Michael Fassbender's in it. And um, so, yeah, even though they've made a film about him, et cetera, um, he'd already died by then. And he made like, you know, he probably made a lo- loads of money at points, but not con- not over and over again over the years, not enough to like leave loads of money behind, but he did leave a legacy, like massively. He left a leg. I've accidentally looped in consistency, legacy, yeah. all the things we talked all the, about. All yeah. The, all the but, themes. Get them all I know, in. I know. <laughs> you can tell I do this for a living, man. Uh, <laughs> but he, uh, but it's, Watch anyone who is struggling or questioning their creativity, etc. Um, just watch that documentary. I think it's it was on Sky Arts, but you can rent it on Amazon Prime, etc. So, yeah, that in terms of just being creative for the sake of being creative and for the love, and not just the love, the necessity. I think if you're creative, it's a necessity. You just have to do it. Um, you need the yeah, outlet, don't, don't you? You need the you need the outlet to to create if you've got that. In a in yourself to be as a creative, yeah. You need to to get you need to do something that allows that to come out. So, like as you said, there he created for for creating sake and for the love of it, and he didn't care about trends or anything like that. And that is that's admirable. And, and it's sad that the recognition mainly came in the form of a movie and whatever it was. Like after he died, and it seems to be like that's the case with artists is they don't get the recognition and the meaning until they've passed. Um, yeah. oh. So but yeah, like, but like the so legacy, many. like, so speaking without knowledge here, the legacy, Frank Sidebottom is probably not looking at his, what he's doing as a legacy, but he has left one. Um, and he's oh, been, yeah. Yeah. But like, well, I, there's I, a fucking statue of him in Timpley, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. So. Like, it's literally just, just up the road from mine. That's a, um, but like, yeah. But like the, the whole legacy thing, I think my, I've sort of, as I've mentioned, reframed myself to think about my creativity and what I'm doing now am I creating stuff that is going to be able to hold meaning and be left behind am I am I doing anything worthy that even if my girlfriend was the only person to ever see it and to ever keep it if I if I die I'll see it as well send send it to me and Nathan (laughs) yeah but you know like do you know what I mean like even if she was the only one that it had had no I know yeah that is it's worth it do you feel better now about it? Now you've sort of refreshed your perspective. Yeah, it's also yeah, massively, but it's also opened opened up my mind to to doing different things. So my creativity sort of spanned from from little blog posts. I hate the word blog, little feature posts on I, know what you I mean, don't like yeah. the word blog, but um little posts like that, um sort of posters here and there if I'm designing like designing is not my predominant thing so writing is mainly um but I do have dabbled in a bit of design and photography but they're not my two expert areas of expertise but they never really had any meaning they never really 
I did them because I was interested in that thing at that one time and I wanted to just look at that for a few hours and create something um and it's it's sort of after this sort of time away and to think and, and a bit of space it's kind of I've kind of come back and thought so I think I want to create stuff that can hold a meaning and and, and people can connect with and connect over so so it's kind of like looking at instead of just writing a piece online and it, it gets lost in the realm of online can I can I write physical can I can I, yeah. can I start trying to paint instead of gra- like doing design on on the computer and have something fit like tangible in, right. in your hands okay. that you can do um that's that well that's why we that's why I insisted however however much money it costs and we will break even once we sold them all but that's why I said to the, the lads in the band we have to do a vinyl because you need we tangible. release Need something tangible, re- I think, from yeah, yeah. Stuff we, like this. We've, we've we've released stuff before, and um, we've took most of it down, or like from online. And even if, uh, even though we've done that, and you know, I've still got the MP3s on my computer and that, but it would just be nice for everything we've. So I think we've done what we've we done two, maybe two or three. Pre, we released an EP years ago then an album in the pandemic, which was basically just all the songs we had recorded that we just put together because we never thought we'd be getting back together again. But I wish that each time we had something physical to market just so I could, you know, just to give to the grandkids or whatever, which is why this time I've just said, like, look, we're doing it. Like, yeah, we're just no, doing I, it. I agree, and I think that's where I'm at is sort of I want stuff that even if it's just giving to a family member and passing it down, if that's the legacy and at least it, it connects with them people. And I think it's going very old school art. It's going very vintage art that it's not, it's not modern. It's not social media led creativity, which I I think I just, I, f- I fucking hate everything about the space that I'm in at the minute, which is obviously, <laughs> yeah. which is a fucking annoying because like I'm in that space and I'm trying to do this thing, but I fucking hate everything about it because it's so boring and a lot of oh, stuff. It's a necessity I, though. You have to do it. You can't be a creative without doing that. You can't be a successful creative and and get to monetize what you want to do without be without sort giving into that that space a, a little bit. Yeah, so I, I, don't makes... think, I don't think the culture division will ever be monetized. I don't. I don't think we'll ever get to a point where, unless someone comes in, and, and, unless someone comes in, I, I just I just don't see us. We we don't want to. We're very adamant, me and Liam, that we don't want to give into the. I'm not going to mention certain people, but like we don't want to give into sort of things like that and and yeah. do things like that that feed the sort of trend and the met- we want to just do what we like and we want to share what we like and we want to do us. That's why I don't think it'll be money. Like I'm, obviously, I'm, I would love to it to for it to be and I'd love to become something bigger, but I just don't think people will look at it and you go. You don't want to sell your soul. You don't want to sell your. Yeah, soul. I don't want to sell your soul. And I don't think people will look at it and go, "I'm not going to put money into that as investors, or I'm not going to buy stuff from them because, like, why should I? They're just kind of in their own, trying to be in their own realm, doing their own thing, and and they're not really fitting the sort of but direction. You, you've but... done. You have done the hardest part. You have done the hardest part, which is build up followers, and you do have a following, and you do have like a brand and and sort of brand recognition, and it's no. It's no mean feat to get like thousands of followers, whether it be 2,000, whether it be 100,000, you know, to still get over that thousand mark. Like you've still, you've done something which must mean you're doing something right. You've done something that people 
recognizing people and joy. So, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely viability for investors, et cetera, like maybe going forward, but it's good to not be in a rush about that and just be like, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to do us. We're going to do us anyway. If someone likes it and wants to put some money into it, great. If not, great. We'll still carry on. And yeah, no, I, have that's, this, I have the same vision with church pie. Yeah. It's the exact same attitude. That's the attitude and, and, and the vision we've got. And, and like the reason I don't see it becoming people wanting to put money is because we don't we don't get like we've got the following and stuff like that. But in terms of our articles and sort of website views and the stuff that's going to drive ad, whatever it would be, advertisements and investment and and whatever it is that would require us to monetize. We don't get the numbers that people would be looking for. We don't get right. The, so on our Instagram, yeah, we've got nearly eight thousand followers. But in terms of website conversions and, and and reads, we don't get a lot. And I'm openly transparent about the fact that, like, not many people actually read our stories. Um, in the grand scheme of things, um, we you we get okay numbers. I'm happy with them. I'm not. I'm not. I don't freaking care if one person wrote them or or four hundred people wrote them or ten thousand people wrote them. Like they're out there. We're doing it because we enjoy research and we enjoy reading about them. We enjoy writing about them. Um, but I don't see people looking at what we've got at the minute because it's essentially just an expressive piece, and it's a, it's a it, I see it more as a exhibition of yeah. culture than a. Here's what you do, mate. You uh, lie to investors. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got eight, we've got eight thousand followers. We're getting this many website views a month, we, even we, though it's we, just. We've... Just merely end my cricket podcast uh, that, that me and my mate Mark started over the pandemic. We've just been uh, offered sponsorship by, um, I mean, I'm not sure if it's dodgy or not, but basically by a betting company. And we have said, um, so when I did a podcast, uh, Your Fest with Johnny Sharples off of football Twitter, mm-hmm. um and he always said at the start, like, we're not taking um, we're not taking money from the gambling industry, et cetera, which I, I totally agreed with. And I have worked in the bookies and I, and I have seen like what a um, hellacious sort of addiction it is. But however, having said that, we've done Murally End for, I think, two and a half years, just uh, nearly two and a half years. And, you know, we've just, we've just, we must have about, I don't know, three or 400 episodes now. And we just put out content constantly, but even, even if there's not cricket on. And I, I didn't know how I'd ever feel about it. We've never been approached for sponsorship. Like we did a subscription service for a while. So we made like a little bit of money from that. Not, not loads, but we canceled it because, you know, it, it went up and down those numbers. I just said to Mark, who I do it with, I just said like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Let's let's take it. And I, I I don't even know how I feel about it. Again, like the children need thing before. We only I only got this email like an hour ago. But I was like, we've made no money from this. We've spent money on it, if anything. And we've put hundreds and hundreds of hours each into it, editing and rec- staying up late nights to watch the cricket in Australia, et cetera doing all sorts of shit and I was like you know if someone wants to give us money then let's just take it and then we can you know hopefully build it to the next level yeah, where my dog hopefully just you are. Men- my dogs just started going mental and they're right in the middle 
Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't oh, hear okay. it. Carry on, carry on. It didn't come through. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I, I have actually managed to monetize a totally original thing that I created, but there is also a conflict there. But yeah. I, I don't know if, I don't know what you think of it. I don't know if I've just got to the age where I'm just a bit more like, fuck it, the world's an evil place if something like money is With money. any investment into something like that, there's always going to be a conflict. So, so like, no one's just going to come up and be like, it's not going to be a perfect he has X amount of money to do this and we're the nicest company and we we're the nicest person. And we've never like, do you know what? Like it, there's always going to be a yeah. conflict. There's always going to be a catch. There's always going to be something. So like say we sell cult, the culture division to a, a media company. There's always going to be right. We've lost our, our perspective. We've lost our uh, vision now because this is now controlled by the higher ups and they want us to do it this way. So the freedom's gone. So that's the catch from the money coming in because we don't get the freedom of what we want to do anymore because if I want to tell a story on a Serie B team or a non-league Italian team, that's not going to drive numbers. So then the money invested is not worth it. So there is always a catch with whatever you, you sort of take on, I think, with with this sort of stuff. If you're, if you want, if you're happy to to do that i thought especially with with yourself as well when it's sort of your day-to-day job is this sort of freelance sort of podcasting and you need income that's it yeah so like, i mean i'm still not sure i, I i'm not 100 what we're doing and i i've not even looked up the company etc so it might not even happen but it, it's just um but in the world in the world now and especially in this fucking shit country <laughs> like you can't you, you can't turn down revenue you can't turn down income stream you can't no, turn money at the minute because it's it's fucking hard out there it's it scarce is. mate it's scarce money is scarce <clears throat> so like so like to turn down something i know it's not ideal but and i'm not i'm not i'm not recommending for people just to start fucking going out and and doing <laughs> shit to make money that they shouldn't be doing but like if someone comes in like that and it's essentially a betting company want to sponsor a, a sports podcast like it's hard to turn down when you need, when you need even, it. even, um, I was listening to Atletico Mints the other day and I'm friends with Andy Dawson. who does it with him and, um, him and Bob Mortimer are very moral sort of people and have a lot of the same sort of, you know, um, left of center morals as me. Um, but even they have to take it and they're one of the biggest podcasts in the country. So, that it was kind of like that that made me. I was listening to that yesterday, and then we got that email today, and that kind of made me feel better about it. And I was just like, "Yeah, you know what? If they're taking it at that high level, then who are we to turn our nose up at it?" At, There's a lot of battles that you've level. got to have. There's a lot of battles that you've got to have, and and I think with my with with my mindset being very sort of old school vintage. And I would happily go back to the times when you would create art and and that would be it. You wouldn't have to fucking go through all this shit. Um, obviously that's completely brushing over the fact that artists obviously had battles themselves back in the times. And I'm not saying the world was a better place, yeah, but I know the what you mean. concept of art though was essentially for the expressive point, we didn't have to battle with whether or not we could take money from this or make money from this even. Um and I think to have a battle with yourself on top of everything else going on, not in just work, but personal life and society, to have a battle with yourself to go, should we take this X amount of money from this betting company for our podcast that we've been doing yeah for years? Like to add that to the mix of going like, hmm, should I like battling with yourself there? I think it's just unneeded. 
Pressure. Yeah, good advice. It's like um, <clears throat> it's like therapy coming on this. I was actually looking forward to this. I thought I'm going to get a few things <laughs> yeah. off my mind it's, here, and I'm going to feel better after it. It's completely like yeah. So the, the, it is. Uh, I wrote a piece just to like a little. Uh, I have this little series called continuance that I just it's sort of like a public journal for myself really more than anything and I wrote like I want to get back to regular podcasting and have a consistent thing because it is helpful this this is like it is a little therapy session essentially yeah. and I think and it, it's different because you've come on obviously we 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 talk about this but I think if you listen to what we've talked about in the last episode I did with Robson where we're talking about if holes are real and and stuff like that it's a nice little uh it's a nice little mixture of conversations and I think um it, it's really really fun to be honest like one I, week you'll come like... to therapy session the next week you'll be like right so i don't think holes exist as as a thing that people think of us, <laughs> you also you've the last time we spoke was just after you know it beat you in the league cup but you've just uh you've just beaten us so <laughs> how the turn convincingly yeah Michael Scott, excellent. Yeah. And um, we've, we've say, managed to do a, a whole... Fan, actually. I know you're a bread fan, but on that, the US office is much better. Apologies. Oh, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm... Again, back to Bob Mortimer. He said he went to the writing room, right, of the US office. This is really interesting. He went to the writing room of the US office and he said they had so many writers and the writing is so good and so scientific and accurate that... Um, they had a writer for Jim, a writer for Pam, but also a writer for the relationship. Wow. So like a, a writer for each thing. And Bob Mortimer said, I think it's the greatest, not just because I've seen behind the scenes, but he's like, I think it's the best comedy ever made. And that's from someone who's so, you know, highly esteemed and someone I massively admire, yeah. obviously, Bob Mortimer. And I wouldn't expect him to say that. I thought he'd say some more like quirky sort of um, niche English comedy. But yeah. I was very interested when he said that because it, it's perfect, that show. It is perfect. It's, ama- but, it's amazing, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, as is the, you know, both of them are, but it's a shame that, you know, Ricky Gervais is a horrible man now. Uh, but, you know, we'll save that for yeah. another episode. <laughs> yeah. Back back again next week where we can slag off Ricky Gervais for the whole <laughs> that might just be that might also be therapy in itself as well. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, so uh right. So we've both got to rush because we have things to do apparently. Um I've got to go and battle myself whether or not I'm gonna start painting or not. And you've got work to do. Um uh but yes, I will let you crack on. I've got children in need to sort out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also I, yeah one more one more thing before we go i was gonna say with your granddad's poems um it, it, is he passed away now yeah 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 so but i well i don't know how he'd feel about it or how you'd feel about it but it would be really cool if you like with your graphic design skills i don't know if you you, you could make like a zine i don't know if you've ever thought about that like you Not could to be fair that that, that... Be, just and just call it like my granddad's poems and make it look really cool yeah i'd have to because I, I think they're dotted around the family so i've got a couple, okay. my sister's got a couple i have to probably chase them up but that's that's actually a really nice shout even if i just had it for myself it would be a thing yeah I'd, I'd buy it though I'd, if i saw that in a bookshop if i saw that in village books like the trendy magazine and bookshop in the northern quarter in manchester if I just saw something called my granddad's poems that looked really cool, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll oh, give that a, a that's go. A really, that's a really nice thought, actually. I might 
Now I explore that now. That's a, it's a wholesome end to, to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Well. Yeah, right. I'll let you go. You've got to run. Thank you again for coming on. And, and I'm sure we will do another one. Um, Let's do it again, mate. It's always yeah, a pleasure. And maybe we even get the three of us on at one point and we'll get Robson on and you can you can meet each other. And, and I would love that. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Tommy. And thanks to everyone for listening. See you either next week or in another six months or whenever the let's do it next week let's yeah, do it we'll next get... week consistency that's the theme consistency <laughs> <laughs> he's gotta keep living man l-i-v-i-n i'll open up an eight billion dollar can of wolf ass and serve it to you i don't even know what the fuck this is anymore it changes every fucking time i'm ready to get weird weird weird